Hey y'all, welcome back to episode 149 of the Late Night Vision Show. We've got another scope review for you today. We're going to jump right into it here very, very soon. Uh, as always, got Mr. Jason Robertson of Outdoor Legacy, the owner of Outdoor Legacy, uh, and the man, the expert behind all these thermal scopes, night vision scopes, the man doing all the testing, uh, answering all the phones, <laughs> talking to all you fine folks out there whenever you call in. But how you doing, Jason? What's going on tonight? I am doing good, but I want to be clear. I think that uh, uh, you are absolutely doing uh, as much testing, and and you're as much of an expert, I think, as I yeah. am. You're you're out there. That is very you're, much true. Yeah, you're, I cannot I cannot yeah. question that at all. Cannot, but. Yeah, you are you are out there dragging this stuff uh, around and and killing <laughs> yeah. more stuff than than I am. Uh, uh, I, I still hunt, but I don't get to hunt as as much as uh, I would like to because I'm in here replying to all these emails yeah. and <laughs> I know, you know, replying we, uh, to these these comments on on uh, YouTube as much as we can. I get to do the fun testing. You're the you're the guy that has to set up the scientific bench tests and out there with yeah. multiple optics on a on a tripod yeah. and, and getting yeah, ranges that, and stuff. I just get to go out and shoot pigs and coyotes. So I mean, it, I, I'm I'm the lucky one here. That's exactly right. That that is dead on. Well, we have a uh, another scope review. Like I said today, uh, we are reviewing the Iray uh, Rico MK1 384. As you know, we've already reviewed the Rico MK1 640. So this is the uh, MK1 384. We're going to tell you all the uh, specs as we normally do. We're talking about. We'll kind of share with you what the differences are a little bit between this and the the 640. Very plain and simple. Uh, if you look at them side by side, they look very, very similar. Um, but there are there are some differences. So we're going to jump right into the specs. Of course, we're always going to tell you what the ID ranges are. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, functionality. Jason, if you are listening on uh, one of our audio-only platforms, if you want to see what this scope looks like, uh, you can hop on over to YouTube. Check us out there. As always, please subscribe on YouTube. Uh, give us... A bunch of good ratings on iTunes that helps uh, our show get out there, and I uh, want to thank everybody for for tuning in and listening. Um, I know I've said it before, but our our YouTube channel's growing like crazy. It's over five thousand subscribers and, and growing strong. Um, you know, Jason, we we set up this show. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll go back to the beginning. We don't want to go drag this on for too long, but. Uh, doing YouTube videos was an afterthought. You know, this was supposed to be an audio only. Uh, version of of a, a hunting show and, and an optics show. Uh, we decided later on to to add YouTube videos. So you know we we try to incorporate as much thermal video as we can. But if you want to see uh, some shorter reviews, if you want to see more thermal images through the scope, you can check out my YouTube channel. That's Hans Etx. I do all the reviews that we talk about here on the show. But again, much more condensed, a lot more. Uh, Thermal video, a lot more hunting, that kind of stuff. So if you uh, if you like all the details that we go through here uh, and you want to see some more stuff, you can hop on over there and check it out. So that was my shameless plug for the evening. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you, out on you, Instagram, you plugged y'all. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, now we don't have to do it when we close the show. We're done. Yeah, so. Exactly. Now, so, so uh, listen, I, I was going to say, I do, have, I do have the scopes here. Uh, I also have uh, both the mounts. So I have two, two scopes. Uh, with the two different mount options. I'm going to be showing those in a minute. I'm going to go over the specs, though, first. Uh, Hans, I'm assuming you're ready for me to do that. But 
Uh, I'm going to go over beautiful bean footage. There we go. So I'm going to go over the specs. And then while we start talking in a minute, I'll kind of hold them up and uh, I might point out a couple things or what have you. I might bust in there on Hans when he's talking about something. But again, I I, exactly. He loves it when I do that. So I do want to go over these quick specs. Again, this is the IRA USA uh, Rico MK1384 model. Uh, sometimes called the RL42. Uh, it is a 384. Well, here, let me tell you the price. That's important. $3,999. Okay. Uh, the resolution is 384 by 288. Uh, Hans, you did not put this on my list. Hans actually made this list for me, which is the first time ever. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a 12 micron unit. Correct, Hans? And you did not yeah, put so that on there. Yeah. The I'm, first I'm, and last time I ever make you a list. Exactly so right. This is, this is what happens now. now yeah. As executive producer, I'm supposed to be more the prepared one. And, and, and Jason is considered the talent. So he's got to roll up in the chair <laughs> yeah, and just read the list. That, but that's, that's uh, never no, how I, it's happened yet. I did, so, yeah. I did leave that off your list and I did leave uh, the magnifications off your list too. Probably the most important things oh, I did not include this, on there. This so, guy, sorry about, this guy. Sorry about your look. <laughs> hey, executive producer positions available. Please apply Man, here. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on spring break and I'm running kids I've been running kids around all day long today. So um, you're stuck in the office working. I'm out having kids. So we're going to start (laughs) this over. All right. So uh, price, $3,999. It is a 384 by 288 uh, thermal sensor resolution, 12 microns. It is a four power base magnification. It does go up to a 16 power um, uh, digital zoom. It does have an objective lens focus, 50 hertz refresh rate, rated for up to and including a 308. It is an IP67 rating, which means it's fully waterproof, submersible to third. I can't even say it. Submersible to three foot for 30 minutes, as well as dustproof. 42 millimeter objective lens, a negative four degree uh, Fahrenheit temperature rating, uh, 2,000 yard estimated. Uh, detection range. It's got a removable, rechargeable lithium-ion battery. Uh, Hans, what are we saying on that? Uh, they they say six hours, but weren't we saying yeah. we were getting closer to eight? Yeah, I, I did a test on uh, the lithium battery. You know, we we're getting over eight hours of run time on it. We uh, t- typically don't like to to say it's that much out of whack with what the manufacturer is saying. So, I mean, realistic expectation, seven to eight hours. I think their number is a little conservative, but the battery lasts a heck of a long time. I mean, yeah. for I've been telling people it lasts forever long, but it, it is a long time. And it is a removable battery, to be clear. So you can buy yeah. extra batteries. Yeah, buy, yeah that's man, that's key. Buying extra batteries, you exactly. know, you charge, you have a couple of them, and you get eight hours, seven, eight hours of run time. I mean, you can hunt from sundown to sun up and right. you know, not think twice. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So, um, uh, what have we got here? Uh, video recording. It's got, man, I'm banging this thing around trying to show it. Video recording, <laughs> five color palettes, uh, three different uh, zeroing profiles, uh, multiple uh, reticle options. Uh, f- and this is the big deal. 
the five-year warranty with a five-business-a-day guarantee. So yeah. uh, you've got five years on the warranty bumper-to-bumper, bumper, uh, and then any problem you have, they will replace or repair the unit uh, within yeah. five days. Uh, that is a guarantee. So that is a very, very yeah. good warranty. Um, I do want to just show a couple things. Normally Hans does this, but I want to talk about this uh, since I'm holding the scopes. So right here, this unit... This one has the American Defense Manufacturing Quick Detach Mount. It's a little bitty small, tiny mount. It is proprietary, made for this unit, um, and uh, it is available. They're about $250. One thing I'm going to point this out, because we've gotten questions about this, and I don't know if you can see this, probably not, but there is a little bit of a gap when this mount goes on the bottom of, of here where it you can kind of see it right in there. Uh, yeah, there's just a gap. Like a, it's kind of like a cradle. If you had to describe it one thing, that, exactly. the way that, that and, scope and, is anyway, cradled in there. Exactly. It's cradled in. So you've got it basically that, that, uh, the bottom of the scope comes down, you know, triangular and then the mount, you know, is a V shaped to catch that. It does not go all the way to the bottom. It is concerning to some people. And when we were very first demoing these scopes before they were even public, uh, we, asked IRA about that. It was an intentional design that wedges that scope down in there tight. Uh, it does not allow it any type of twist or movement at all. It is wedged in there. So any concern about that, don't be. Uh, American Defense and IRA worked on this mount and it is good to go. That is an additional mount. Again, it can be purchased uh, and added to the scope. This is the mount that comes with it. It is in the bag with the scope. Uh, you can see here it's got the the uh, locking levers. It is long. You can see the multiple. I just got a couple screws in here just to put this on here to show y'all. Uh, it, it can be moved forwards or backwards on here. If you've got a bolt action rifle and you're going to put a Picatinny rail on there, uh, that's be the only way to mount this. This is what you're going to want. This is going to, so you can see it pushes this back and you could actually, if you had to, you could push it back a little bit further. So that's, this is the included mount. Now I'm going to tell you this, this is Hans and I's opinion. Take it for what it's worth, but you're here watching. So we're going to give you our opinion. If you're buying this scope, buy this American Defense Quick Detach Mount. If you're going to put it on any type of a uh, AR-15, anything with a collapsible stock where you're going to be able to get up closer to it, or if you've got a bolt gun that's got a, a rail that extends far enough to the back, you don't have to worry too much uh, about the eye relief. Because you can see, this thing sits pretty pretty far back, so you might get you some eye relief even on a bolt gun. But but if you can, buy this mount. It's It's yeah. worth the money. It is a high-end uh, mount. We love American Defense. In our opinion, they make some of the best mounts in the industry. The mounts are American-made, and you are going to like that mount. I would absolutely, uh, again, go buy that mount. Now, uh, I, I know Hans is like, man, we've got a plan here, and you're just rolling along. But I want to show a few things on here. Again, this is what Hans normally does, but uh, he's got his mounted up, and I had two of them laying here unmounted, so I told him that, that I'd do them. You do have this rubber eye cup. It is removable. You'll see in pictures. Some people remove it. Uh, you can just peel it right off and put it back on. No big deal. You have your diopter or eyepiece focus. This just focuses the screen that you're looking at to your eye. Uh, you know, coming right up here on the top, 
We've got the four buttons, including the power button. We've also got the focus uh, knob on the top. You twist that. It doesn't take much at all to, to get a focus. Again, you've got your you know rigid lens cap. On this side, there is an accessory rail right here, Picatinny rail. There is a uh, USB port to plug that in for uh, external uh, power or to pull your videos off. Then on this side, you do have, I took this off a while ago, there is this battery here. You pull this little thing, you twist and pull out. Let's see if I can, if I can get it pulled out. There it is. Uh, fits in there snug because it's got an O-ring here so that it's waterproof. So that's why it's in there tight. Uh, there it is. Comes with the charger, everything you need. You can buy spare batteries. They're about $169. So again, I would highly advise picking up at least one spare battery just so you have it. One thing I want to speak to, and then I'm going to be done. Uh, I'll let Hans take this away, is we're getting this question repeatedly. Uh, and that is, is there a add-on laser rangefinder? We're recording this video in March of 2021. As of right now, there is no laser rangefinder available for these units in the United States. Some people are seeing this because they're available in Europe and overseas. They are not available here. It is a very big process getting them here. The most people don't know this, but those laser rangefinders, uh, they that laser has to be approved by the U.S. FDA, Federal Drug Administration. So it has to be approved. It can be a very long process, uh, and again, they might say no, they don't like it. Then you got to rebuild it to their standards and what have you. So we have no. ETA on that. It is something that is likely to come in the future and be an add-on, but I'm just going to tell you this because I've learned being in this business long enough. Um, do not bet on the come. And what I mean by that is don't buy this unit and say, oh, I'm going to get a laser rangefinder. You might, mm -hmm. and you might not. It might yeah. not ever come. Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? I mean, there's yeah. anything in the world and we got, and we have the feds involved. So if there's, you know, if there's anything that can go wrong, it will, uh, there may well be a laser range finder one day. We don't have any clue. We don't know what the yeah. price would be. I've talked to IRA specifically about this and they said, we don't know. We're going to work on it. And you know, Trust us, if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. But we don't have an ETA. We don't have a price or anything like that. So just want to bring yeah. that up because a lot of people see that and ask that question. But that's yeah, what I'm I know. glad you brought that up. Yeah, yep. that's an important part. Yep. I took a question about that today. So, yeah. Um, and I kind of pulled the Diva card this evening because you had your uh, Rico 384 off of a rifle for testing. And I have mine on a rifle for testing. Uh, I hate taking scopes off rifles. I, I kind of get superstitious about that kind of stuff. So I pulled the Diva card tonight and uh, asked Jason to use his scope for a demo because I didn't want it to. I've been shooting really good with mine, and I just don't want to. It's like, you know, wearing the same pair of socks in football for like the whole season because you're playing good or something. All you athletes out there will know exactly what I'm talking about, superstition. But uh, <laughs> pulled the diva card. So we're going to talk about ID ranges. Jason just went over the functionality, the, the walk around of the scope. Um, as you can tell, it looks a lot like the 640, uh, resolution Rico MK one. Uh, but it, there is a, uh, there is some major differences. And one of those is 
when you're talking about the base magnification of a four power. And it's a four power resolution. Um, and as it starts, it starts at 384 resolution, but it's four, four X base magnification. So just for all of you people out there that don't know, every time you magnify the image, when you double your magnification, magnification, you're cutting the resolution in half. So you're starting out at a very high base magnification. You're already at three, 340 resolution. I've, I've kind of said this to some people in private, really haven't made this a public statement, oh boy, but looking no through this, about to say. I did not I approve out, this message. I, yeah. <laughs> I put out a video on Instagram, a short clip of a coyote hunt that I, I had with it recently. And man, I know it's a 384 resolution. I don't know if it's because it's such high base magnification and the coyote was so close, but golly, this looks almost like a 640 resolution oh scope. There he goes. And, uh, I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it's better than any 640 resolution scope because I know it's not. But goodness gracious, this looks really good. Um, very good picture image. So you've got a high base magnification. You're going to get a very, I think you're going to get a, a, a very good ID range with this. And, and you know, this scope, I think, is for all you people out there that love to coyote hunt and you call up and say, hey, I need to be able to shoot it three and 400 yards, um, which I always say, man, 200 yards with a thermal's long shot, 300, 400 yards. Mm, that's wow. like, uh, almost nice. sometimes throwing a Hail Mary. It doesn't matter if you, what type of scope you have, but if there was ever a long range shooting uh, thermal scope out there, I think it's this one. Um, you know, starting off at that high base magnification, it allows you to not have to, um, uh, bump up the magnification like you would with a, with a lower magnification, you know, some of the people buy a low resolution or a, a low base magnification scope with high resolution, but they're always having to magnify the image because they're taking longer shots. So it's almost like you're buying resolution that you're not using. So right. you're doing yourself a favor if you're always taking 150 to 200 yard shots, if you focus more on what that base magnification is uh, and not so much what that resolution is. I think it, you know, it really make sure that you're getting the most of what you're paying for. I hope that all makes sense because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of um, theory involved into that. But uh, with the ID ranges, I would say, uh, man, there, to be able to ID with this at four or 500 yards, um, I was able to do. Uh, and I know that seems yeah, like, no, it's, you know, it's, some of the 640 resolutions. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the 640 resolution scopes, we feel comfortable saying 600 yards. And I know there's a lot of 640 scopes out there that you can, I think, pretty easily identify at 600 yards. This one, I mean, four or 500 yards, I don't think is a problem. Now, what I will also say and why this is um, important is because there's a lot of 384 resolution scopes out there that we would never say four or 500 yards. We would say no. more like... 200 to 300 yards. So, you know, this is, um, high base magnification, longer ID range, uh, somebody that's focused more on, you know, longer range shots. If you're primarily taking shots over 150, 200 yards, um, you know, and you're hoping in wide open spaces, that's where I think you're really going to be able to stretch the legs on this scope and use it to its full extent. I would not, I mean, we can get into our or who is it's good for. But if you're shooting hogs at 50 yards or you're stocking up on hogs and that's fun to you and you don't, you know, 
you don't need a four magnet, four power magnet, no. fake magnification so, scope. But uh, I, you no, know, I, I, but I, you know, you and I talk to guys out there all the time. I talked to one not that long ago that said, "Man, my eyes aren't what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a real, you know, seeing for me is not great. I like high magnification, and I don't care if I'm shooting a hog at fifty yards. I want to be able to see." the inside of their ear. And so if that's you and, and, and you're in that boat and you need high magnification because your eyes feel like they're failing you, then, you know, by all means. But, um, uh, you know, primarily I think the market for this is going to be uh, you coyote hunters. So, yeah, I wanted to, to chime in and say a couple of things. I think you made a lot of good points. I think you also skipped like all the way down to who is our good, who's it good for. I did. But, I did, but, but I could, it's yeah. almost like I couldn't do it. Without, I know. Exactly. But, hey, no, I, y'all, stay, I, I, y'all stay tuned for Jason because Jason does a really good who's it good for. So, no, so just disregard. No, I'm going to tell him the exact same thing. So <laughs> I did want to bring something up, though, uh, I think was important. So all that whole time that Hans was talking, if y'all were watching on YouTube, I was looking down and you're like, this guy's not even listening. And I was listening, <laughs> yeah. but I was looking for something because I knew the number, but I didn't want to say it and be wrong. That's the problem. Uh, when you're all this stuff is recorded and you know, you don't want to say something and be way off, uh, cause then it's out there forever. But I was wanting to make sure that I was remembering correctly on the field of view and, uh, I, I was correct in it. And I did the math like three times to make sure field of view on this unit is, uh, about 40 foot at, uh, a hundred yards horizontally. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to make a point about this. So I'm going to bring up an old scope that's discontinued that was super popular. And that was the FLIR Thermosite Pro PTS 536. All right. Super popular scope. Four power base mag. Coyote hunters loved it. Hog hunters on, you know, big farm fields loved it. We sold those things like crazy. And it had an amazing image quality. I'll tell you right now, image quality on this beats that scope. And that was saying something oh, yeah. because that yeah. was a fantastic scope. Oh, um, super, I mean, people loved it. I mean, people, those 536s were flying off the shelf. People loved them. They were oh, great scopes. Um, that felt like a dang brick that you could tie did, somebody's but, ankle to and sink them down the bottom of the lake. <laughs> but, but they but were great, great scopes. Scope. They, they yeah. were. And people liked that four power. Well, this, this Rico, you know, MK one three eighty four is the replacement in my opinion for that. I mean, on the yeah. market. And so but uh, there's better. nothing, but, the, but, yeah, but you're better, right. but better in a better. lot of ways. It's, it's yeah. well better. It's got a removable battery pack. It's yeah. got a better image quality, but here's the mm. thing. This is what I was going to get at. So, The field of view, and I remember this number, the field of view on that 536 was 24 foot horizontally at 100 yards. It was like looking down a Christmas wrapping paper tube, okay? I mean, beautiful image quality, but you can see about that much. And so I want to just real quick, I know some of y'all understand this, some people don't, and why that's important. So a 24 foot field of view at 100 yards Mm -hmm. is 12 foot at 50 yards at 25 yards at six foot. That means a big old hog. He's going to have his tail out one side of the image and his uh, nose out the other at 25 yards. This scope, this Rico 384 is again, I said it's 39 or 40 feet. So let's just call it 40. It's even number. So now we're talking about 20 foot at 50 yards 
and yeah. 10 foot at 25. Big, big can difference. I, can I mention yeah, something too? And it's one thing that we, we don't talk about a lot and that's focus range. I don't know if you remember the FLIR yeah, 536. I, I know you where would, this is going. Yeah, you would focus that Im- image tight, and that uh-huh. hog would run backwards 10 or 15 yards, and it'd be uh-huh. out of focus. Yeah. And, you know, if you could get them to sit still, you could really dial that thing and make it look good. But if they moved, I mean, it was it was, it was was frustrating. This The focus range on uh-huh. this optic, I don't know exactly what it is, and I don't know if there's a great way to test it. But, gosh, man, I'm... Uh, you know, I focus the optic. I usually like to focus it at about a hundred yards. And if they run up to 50 or out to 150, mm-hmm. it seems to still be in focus. So I don't, I, like I said, there's no scientific way to, to show focus range, but it seems like like a hundred yard focus right. range at sometimes. It, I mean, it's, it's really, really good. That's important. I mean, that's well, really and it important. is on these higher yeah. magnification scopes is where we notice it a lot. That's where you, we notice you're having to refocus more and here and there. And and part of it is, I think you can just, you can see the animal better. They're closer to you and you realize yeah. that they're out of focus. But no, yeah. that that's actually a really good point. And uh, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up and talk about field of view. And, and let me just real quick, I mean, I know there's some people listening going, okay, you said 24 foot was really, really narrow. You're saying... 39 or 40 foot is good. So this is my general rule of thumb. Okay. This is Jason Robertson. You take this for what it's worth, but the averaging thermal scopes out anything under 40 foot is considered in my opinion, pretty narrow. Okay. So if we get in the 40, 42, I'm going to call that the low end of average. We start getting into 36, 35. I'm going to say, you're getting narrow when you get down to like, you know, the, the 24, 26, 20, I'm saying it's, it's very narrow. Yeah. Yeah, It's tight. Now, again, I would say average is basically 40 to 56, 58 foot, 60, whatever you want to use a round number 40 to 60. Okay. That's average. You start getting above uh, 60. You're getting really, really wide. That's Mm. what you're going to see in a lot of your, uh, one and a half power, two power scopes. Uh, they're they're going to be in that uh, 60, 65 foot range at 100 yards. Your one, one and a half powers could be up there in the high 70s to, to 80s. So anyway, the, 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 I just want to make the point. Somebody goes, well, where, I don't know where this is on the scale. Uh, you're you're in the lower average of field of view. So, uh, yeah. and I know some people are like, "Gosh, it's, y'all talked about this for ten minutes," but it, but it's important because if you uh, get out there yeah. and you're looking down this, I had a guy tell me one time uh, he was talking about a scope and he said, "Man, he goes the field of view is so narrow on that thing. It's like looking down a drinking straw." <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, you say that, but a lot of people ask about field of view. It comes up more often than you would think. If you're watching this video and you say, man, I've never thought about field of view. There are tons of people out there. And that's one of their well, questions when they asking about scope as well. I'll say this. If you're not, so. if you're not asking about field of view, you need to be. And that, yeah. that, that, that's yeah. a, you know, it, it, you should be, it's very, very important night hunting exactly. more, way more than day, daytime hunting. And it is important there. So moving along, uh, I'm just going to real quick cover. You said ID ranges. I agree with you. It is a long, long, long ways. Very impressed, uh, with what this 3d four scope will do on those ID ranges. 
Um, you know, I agree with Hans. Uh, I'm not a long range shooter. I'm not a long range shooter at night. I'm not a proponent of long range shooting at night. I do know there's guys who can do it. There's guys who are, are really good, you know, shooters and they're able to pull those shots off. Uh, this is one of those scopes that if you have those abilities, uh, you know, this scope can help you do it. I mean, well, it's, it's, that. yeah. I, and I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I just say, just send it. Who cares if you're good at it or not? Just send it. You know, Brother, you may get lucky one out of 10 times, but that's listen okay. To it. <laughs> you will never, yeah. You will never, uh, uh, succeed if you don't, you know, try at least. Really? Listen at you. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, Hans is saying that like he's just hail Mary. I know out there by. just spraying bullets everywhere all the time. I, so, you know, we're in an ammo shortage, so we can't do that. I'm no. not sending it like I used to send it, but, uh, so, but hey, so, let's talk about likes and dislikes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are your likes yeah. and dislikes? Mo- moving along, I'm, I'm holding the scope back up. What, what do you like right. and dislike about this thing? Uh, so my likes, uh, first and foremost, is going to be the um, – the picture image. I think the picture image for a 384 resolution resolution scope, very, very good. Um, like I said, a big focus range, which is important for me because we're trying to get great content. A lot of it's a lot of people out there, um, are creating videos. They, they expect and want, uh, internal video recording to be part of it and making it easy as possible for people to get great videos is, is also important. So wide focus range. Um, I, I really like, uh, the, obviously the battery life on it. Uh, I turn that scope on. There's a lot of scopes that I'll, that I'll use that I uh, don't leave on the whole time I'm out or I'll put it in standby mode just to conserve battery. This one, I turn it on and just leave it on. Uh, You know, I don't worry about it. Uh, I know that I'm not going to run out of battery or anything like that. So um, that, that is important. You think about for all you coyote hunters out there, um, you know, I do just as much coyote hunting as I do hog hunting. Um, you le- being able to leave that scope on and not have to put it in standby mode. How many times have you had a, a coyote run run right up on you out of nowhere up to 20 yards and you're fiddling trying to get the scope back on or, you know, get things set up? Uh, being able to leave that scope screen on the whole time um, and not worry about you running out of batteries is important. You get just being able to ready to go, be ready to go in a split second is very, very important. I think uh, another, you got a question on that? No, I do. I I was going to, you're telling us all the great things about it, but you know what I want to know about. I want to, I know, (laughs) I want to know what you don't like though. That that's what I, cause you always, this is what you do. You do all these likes and go, so Jason, tell us about your dislikes. That's what, yeah, I'm trying to get you to mention mention things that, that you may not mention, and now I'm okay. forgetting all of them because you, oh, <laughs> you, yeah, you got me off sidetracked. You got me yeah. on the, the wheels are falling off the wagon here. Um, so yeah, the being able to leave it on, I think also uh, this scope. I, I always like to do, um, you know, if you have automatic nuke, uh, you know, some scopes have automatic nuke or semi-automatic or manual nuke. I leave this in where it's not an automatic nuke because I like to control the scope. I don't want that scope to try to nuke in the middle of a shot. So it seems like with this scope, I don't have to nuke it as often. And when I do nuke it, that thing nukes very quick. And when you say nuke, if for people out there that don't know, you're basically just waiting. refreshing the screen, recalibrating the screen. You push a button, it refreshes the screen. It kind of sounds like a, a click, like you would hear a, a camera taking a picture. Mm. But um, when you nuke it, it nukes, super fast 
very quick. Uh, I, I obviously a lot of times when you turn on a scope for the, you know, in the beginning, you got to nuke it a couple times to get it acclimated to the environment and the conditions. Um, you nuke it once or twice in the first, I don't know, two, three, five minutes or so. After that, it, you don't have to nuke it very much at all. And that's important also because coyote runs up, you look at your scope, if it you know needs to be nuked, you got to nuke it before you can shoot. But this one, I mean, it doesn't seem like it needs to be nuked that often. So I'm going to use those as my likes. And I know you got other likes other than those, but I wanted to bring those up because those are a little bit different than what we've talked about in the past with, with the other Rico scope. Okay, so what about your dislikes? <laughs> See, you trying you know, to you don't have any okay. Like, okay. All right, I, 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 I am no, going to give you a like. I'm going to give you a yeah. like that you left yeah. off. That's a big one. Um, one of our complaints, one of our dislikes on the Rico 640 is we just said that the Black Hot did not look that good. Yeah, and yeah. we just did, didn't like the Black Hot. The right. Black Hot on the 384 is some of the most beautiful black hot <laughs> I've ever seen. I Now, yeah. personally, everybody has a different opinion. Some people, Hans loves black hot. I, I love white I hot. Um, yeah. And then I get customers, I think it's split. Guys that are thermal hunters, I talk to them every day. And I have guys that are like, you know, man, I just love white hot. Man, I love black. I think it, I think it's split. And I tell people, you know, they've never owned a thermal. Like, which one do I use? I said, you just use the one you like. You know, you might like yeah. them both. Just play with it. Doesn't cost anything to change them. Uh, again, black hot is not my favorite. Black hot on this thing could make me a believer. It is yeah. awesome. It is good. It, it, is, it is good. Really, really good. And you bring up a good point because we did bring that up. The on the Rico six forty, the black hot does not look good. I I, I didn't mm-hmm. want to use it at all. Um white hot looked great. The other color palettes looked good. Uh but black hot didn't. It was like there was almost too much contrast. Uh, but yeah. on the this MK one three four black good. hot looks beautiful. I mean, yep. just beautiful, and that's what I've been using. And I like to use black hot because I think it looks really good on video uh, yep. when you're sharing it. But but yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, so I, I girl, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you left something out. Now, yeah. I I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point about this because it's a big deal. And, you know, we, we get a lot of questions about it on a lot of the other stuff and it's about the batteries. Um, and I really do like the fact that it's got a removable rechargeable battery. Mm. And I think that that is a very big deal. I mean, it, it is very nice to have that. I know there's a lot of trends now with not having removable batteries. And I think that's a, just a really nice thing to have that. So, you know, I think everything else you touched on, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give my dislikes first because, you know, I, you don't ever like doing it. So I think, um, you know, one thing that, well, I'd say this my biggest dislike personally is I'm not a big fan of the stock mount. I don't, I mean, I think if you're going to put it on a bolt gun, I think it's, you know, if you really going to go with traditional rifle, it's probably what you're going to do to get it back here. But I'm not a fan of that mount. I think, I mean, it is what it is. That's just, you know, I just don't like it. I think if you're going to buy this scope uh, and you're going to put it on an AR, you need to budget and buy this with the scope. I have had several guys who uh, bought the the 640s from us and we're like well i don't know i don't know about the mount and then they call back going gosh i should have bought it how quick can you get it here i'm like i told you man you want that mount so uh i'm not a big fan of the mount 
I think, and I wish that I had the, the overall weight. I think it's pretty heavy. You know, this is a metal housing. So that's one thing. If, if you're worried about, you know, is it cheap? Is it plastic? This is a metal. I'm assuming it's aluminum, but I don't want to be quoted on that. Uh, this is a, it's pretty heavy, but yeah. it's, it's, it's substantial in a good way. I mean, this yeah. thing feels solid. Really do like that. Um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of, uh, do you have any other, any other, yeah. you know, dislikes? What is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, got a bunch. <laughs> no, I, we've talked about it before. I, I'm a, and, and we forgot to mention the app how good the app is for this. The app um, is really, yeah. really good. Really I did good. forget because we don't use I mean, the apps much, but it's really good. The streaming Yeah, I'm app. not a big uh, app user for scopes, mm-hmm. but uh, the videos come off really quick. It uh, stays connected, you know, very well. Really good. Yeah, it's good. I do not like the fact that this scope is not compatible with Mac, uh, with Apple uh, and my MacBook, <laughs> not being able to use, Hang on. download pa- the videos. Pause real like quick. Pause real quick. So to be clear, because I've had some confusion on that, it is not compatible when you plug it into a Mac computer. Correct. The app that is in the App Store is compatible right. with yeah. Apple products. So I just want to so be. I don't I, want people to think that yeah. it won't go with your your iPhone or iPad. Yeah, exactly. It will. Yeah. So this is this is MacBook or you mm. know your plugging it in desktop. Right, right. Yeah, plug it in. I like to plug my scope in and directly download my videos from the scope right on the computer because I feel like you don't lose mm-hmm. as, um, the the quality of the video. Uh, but uh, that's one. Um, I think you mentioned it. We're not we're not trying to sell you an extra mount. <laughs> Trust me. All right. You you you're going to want the American Defense Manufacturing mount. Uh, like Jason said, a lot of people called up and said, "Hey, I didn't buy the mount, but I need one now." Uh, you just do yourself a favor. Uh, it's, um, you know, a couple hundred bucks, but uh, I tell you, I, it's, it's worth yeah, it. It's two fifty. Uh, it's, it's worth it. And and listen, yeah, yeah I want to, I want to say this. Listen, I had a guy say, so is it really so bad? I can't use it. No, you can use it. It's not quick detach. It's not going to return to zero. Uh, if you, again, if you're using a bolt gun, use it, make it work. It's not the end of the world. Uh, there's several other manufacturers that have, you know, factory mounts like that, that we're not fans of. I mean, mm. we're just fans of a small, I mean, th- this is one thing. Look at the size of this mount versus the size of this. Which yeah. one do you think weighs more? Which one yeah. do you want? And and this is a return to zero. I know Hans said he didn't want to take his off. Uh, I, I know. And it is a superstitious thing. It is. These it scopes return to zero. The mount will return to zero. These are American defense. We have tested these. Trust me. This is legit. It returns yeah. to zero. But but Hans and I, we are, we're old school. We hate doing it. Yeah. We do. I mean, I take mine off all the time. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I am, I don't like take them off, use them as a handheld, slapping them back on. I don't, I don't like just taking them off willy nilly all the time for, yeah. for no good reason. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, I think the mount, I mean, anything else? I mean, we're yeah, kind of yeah. Well, on this. these aren't dislikes, but these are things that need to be pointed out. Uh, when you video through the scope and you have the picture in picture display up, mm-hmm. uh, that picture in picture portion of the video, the little box will not show up on the video that you download. Right. Uh, so if you pull that scope, even if you, if you're videoing and you go through the menu or if you pull up picture in picture and you shoot a pig and 
you know, the picture in picture is up on your screen through the scope. The picture in picture screen will not show up on the video at all. Not a big deal. Um, but just so you know, I've had a lot of questions about it. Uh, just say, Hey, I noticed I had a video. I shot a coyote picture in picture was on, but it's not showing up on my, on my video that I download. That's the way it is. That's normal. And there's nothing wrong with your scope. Um, also the, there's not necessarily rifle, a bunch of different rifle profiles, but there are separate zero profiles. So on some scopes, you'll have a completely separate rifle profile, you know, five or six rifle profiles, which means you can set each profile to different zeros, to different color palettes, to different contrast and brightness, everything. I mean, you can, can have a lot of different control on that profile and then switch it over to something else and have it completely different. Um, this doesn't have a sep separate profiles. These just have separate zeros. So you can set and you can change them to be whatever you want, but it has zero profiles. So you can set a 100-yard zero, a 200-yard zero, a 300-yard zero, or a 50-yard zero and a 100-yard zero, 150, whatever you want to do. So it's not, you know, separate profiles, uh, but they are separate zeros, if that makes sense. Because um, yep. I've had a lot of people ask that about that as well. But uh, no other dislikes um, other than what we, we talked about. Um, and I think these are very similar dislikes that we talked about, you know, with the MK1640. Uh, as well I, pretty much the same thing so i'm gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this but i think we're gonna kind of go to what we've already touched on who's it good for and you know kind of at the end is this a buy or not and i'm gonna go ahead and say it's absolutely a buy uh image quality again outstanding uh the the features the function love the scope don't have anything bad to say. I mean, we just nitpick this thing, which is what we do. That's what we're here to do. We're trying to find the stuff uh, to let you know about. Uh, but I think this scope is good for the coyote hunter. I think the guy uh, all the way to North Dakota or somewhere out there in the West where he's hunting big, giant fields, I think this is the optic for him. I think even the guy in most of the Midwest and some of the Northeast uh, where he still may not be out there, you know, shooting three, 400 yards all the time, but he is on some bigger fields. He is looking again, predators, uh, coyotes, smaller animals really needs uh, that extra magnification for positive IDing. And again, taking some of those longer shots. Uh, I do think there's hog hunters that will absolutely love this thing. I think it's going to be people who are, in uh, more agriculture, farm, you know, plowed fields, uh, maybe out there where you're in, you know, hunting pivot territory, irrigation, and, you know, maybe you just, I've had guys tell me, you know, we could walk up on those hogs, but, you know, we've already yeah. walked a half a mile to get out there. We just want to <laughs> shoot them and go back to the truck. We don't want to walk another 200 yards. And so sounds I get like that. Me. Sounds so, a lot it like It sounds me. a lot <laughs> like you. Yeah. If I can't drive the mule up to them. <laughs> so, yeah. so I would say that uh, it's going to be good for those guys. And then Hans brought it up is important. I think there's a lot of guys, some of them who are older um, or just you know, they're used to their daytime stuff with high magnification and that's mm -hmm. what they want. Now, I will tell you this, and I don't want to get off on this tangent because it's kind of a, a side topic, but if you have a handheld monocular that you do your scanning with, you can get by with higher magnification in your scope. 
because now you're not having to scan the scope. It's like, hey, look, out there at 2 o'clock, there's the animal, and you point the rifle towards it because you know the general vicinity. In that case, you can get uh, by with a little higher magnification. I don't think that this is an obscene amount of magnification. You know, we've got some scopes. Once you get above, above 4, four and a half, I think you're getting into the, what I consider obscene. I mean, it's like a lot. You, I like put a warning label on the side of it. I don't think this scope needs that. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that could use this and like this. Uh, and then I'm going to, I'll wrap this Hans and, and say who I think it's not good for is the Texas Southern hog hunter who is, you know, stalking up on hogs at 20, 30, 40 yards. I just don't think you need this much magnification. I think you'd be better suited by something in the two to two and a half power for that. Um, but I do think that any anybody shooting a, a lot over 75 or 100 yeah. yards, perfect scope for you. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. So, you know, a lot of people might say, hey, y'all talk about a lot of scopes and the vast majority of them that y'all talk about, you say is a good buy. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, if you're hearing about it on this podcast, if you're watching it on this YouTube channel, um, there's probably a reason. If it's on here, it's probably more likely than not, it's a good optic. Uh, we choose to, we do a lot of testing with these units and we make sure uh, before we talk about them, before we go out and do our, you know, reviewing and all the testing that we do, uh, that it's going to be worth something talking about. It's going to be worth something, you know, people being interested in buying. So again, I'll say if yeah. you hear, if you're hearing about it on this channel, um, there's a good reason for it. So yeah, Hans is something that's something we've never brought up, and I'm not going to go into it now. But uh, we we look and test scopes, look at and test scopes that we don't review, right. that we don't sell. Yeah, I mean that's a, if if we don't. If we don't sell them, we don't review them. If we don't review them, we, well, I wouldn't say we don't, if we don't review them, we don't sell them because there's some we don't, just we don't have time to do them all. We do what we think are the, the biggest. There's some, there's some actually some really big scopes that we haven't reviewed just because we haven't had the time to do them and haven't had the inventory. But yet he's right. There's scopes that we choose to not review. We choose not to sell. We just don't think that they're a good value and they're a good buy. And I know there's going to be guys go, well, then why don't you tell us about it? Well, we have always wanted to use this show for positive and not for negative. And as soon as we go out and start bashing scopes publicly, it's going to cause a, a backlash that we don't have time and, and fires that we can't put out. I mean, yeah. you're going to tick off a lot of end users who paid good money for a scope and may be very, very happy with it. Yeah. And we yeah. go out and start saying, we don't think this is a good buy. We don't like the scope. And we start ripping it apart. It, it does nobody any good. And if, yeah, if you really exactly. have an honest opinion or want an honest opinion about a scope that we haven't reviewed, you know, feel free to drop us an email. Feel free to, to give us a call or whatever, and we'll tell you. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, we, mom always yeah. says, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. Exactly. And it's very true when you're doing this publicly and it's out there forever in the, you know, interwebs. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's just, y'all the loyal listeners out there, they've watched us long enough. They know our personality. We're, we're positive guys and right. we don't want to talk bad about anything, any company. We don't want to trash anything. You know, it's that scope that was produced by them is their baby. And you know, we're, we don't want to spread any of that kind of stuff. So 
there's enough trash talking about scopes there's on the internet. There's plenty of trash talk without <laughs> you us. See, we, you if don't you need to hear us. anything bad about any scope, you can probably hop on some Facebook yeah, forum go, and yeah. hear a bunch of stuff <laughs> that mostly is not correct. But yeah. uh, I tell you what, you listen to us, we're going to tell you the correct. truth about every scope. Again, we don't talk about all of them. Um, we talk about the ones that we feel like are are worth being able to be put out there and, and something you know, Jason and I put a lot of time, effort, money into testing using these scopes. Jason sends me these scopes, and I mean, I'm dedicating a lot of time, so I'm going to use the stuff that I want to use that I know is good as well. So I'm a little, a little bit selfish in that regard. But but anyway, thank you all for joining us. This has been episode 149 of the Late Night Vision Show. We've been doing the full review of the IRA Rico MK1384. If you want to find all of our episodes, you can do so on the late night vision show.com. You can find all the past episodes. Um, we are coming up, Jason, on our three year anniversary of the show. So uh, next week will be episode 150. And then uh, six weeks after that will be exactly three years uh, of making this show without stopping, without missing a week. So Early congratulations on that. That's a that's a big deal. So thank yes. you all for joining us. Also, you can find Jason. Uh, if you are interested in purchasing any night vision uh, or thermal optic, the best way to do so is get on the website, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You can see all the products. Uh, you can see all the specs. They've got some review videos on there as well, um, ratings. Anything you want to find, you can find on there. Uh, if you need additional help, if you're trying to decide on which op, op, uh, optic to purchase, uh, you can call uh, 877-350-1818. You can talk to one of the great people over there, part of the team at Outdoor Legacy, uh, and it is a great team. So you can also find Outdoor Legacy on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find me, as I said before, on YouTube at Hans ETX. That's Hans East Texas. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram at the same thing, Hans ETX. All right, folks, we appreciate it. If you're looking for the uh, uh, iRay Rico uh, MK1384 OutdoorLegacyGear.com, we've got these as of the recording of this uh, in stock, got a pile of them. Uh, If y'all got any questions about it, you know where to find us. Again, we appreciate you coming back every week. We hope to see you again next week here on the Late Night Vision Show. Between now and then, stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes.